previously on the mortal path. So, you know the Hope Well, as it the springs themselves. Hopewell Springs, yeah. So I was. Hopewell Springs Eternal. Uh, well, maybe not much longer. Um. Oh. And it's like the the violet drop almost has like latched onto that connection and sort of like devours that. No. This water suddenly turns from purple to this kind of very dark, a very dark purple uh, from like a light one to a very dark one. And it's suddenly full of like lots of these squirming eel-like things that you saw in the water off the uh, Nightmare Lake. Oh shit, yeah. And as you watch and you see these kind of like bright purple bubbles forming, two of these eel-like creatures suddenly break out off this and disappear up into the ceiling and kind of like go between the slats and have like escaped out this eel which started out maybe like a foot long or so is now a good maybe like 30 maybe 40 feet in length it's way bigger and it has this terrifying mask like face with this huge jaw that is opening and it is biting into these souls and these spirits and it is devouring and as you kind of blink at it it turns and it looks right at you and it charges sanatorium nat you are exhausted you have lost this kind of connection to your magic it still works you just tried to do i believe dancing lights uh and it did work but it's it's kind of disconnected it's like having a uh your your hand that's got pins and needles and doesn't feel like your own hand it's very kind of weird feeling to be casting magic through Uh, and taro you had attempted to track this eel like monstery type thing from where it had gone into the sanatorium and had overreached, I think, a bit and had kind of bamfed yourself back into the spirit world, which was enlightening because uh, there it was and it had grown quite substantially from the kind of foot, two foot creature that had escaped from the kind of bubble that surrounded Nerium for a moment into this kind of 30 odd foot long very reminiscent of the creature that you saw in the Temple of Rusa in the Fallen City. Um, now, this is important because you didn't ever actually see the jackal under Tembran because you just kept not seeing it. You kept failing those checks. So I think you yeah. never actually saw... He saw the one in the chapel, though, didn't he? Did I? Or did I get bored? You, you did get before bored. I saw... No, you definitely saw it, but you did he get bored it coming straight for you. Yep. <laughs> then we had a chat. Taro did see... The dead jackal after we killed it in the magma thing. Oh, oh you did yeah. see the dead after one. It was dead. Yes, you see the went, dead one. And you went, the fuck was that? And we were like, oh, we did try and tell you, come on, let's go. Yeah. 
you have seen the yeah, dead I... one. The main difference between the one that you saw in the temple, and this is important, the main difference between the one that you saw in the temple and the one that you saw dead afterwards is the one in the temple on reflection was a lot more rudimentary. It was almost like it was built out of like rock and rubble and it had this kind of like this face porcelain face thing that seems to be like the thing but it was it was different from the the one under Tembrum, which was much more kind of refined that one almost seemed more like a millipede it was like segmented it had all of these little hand legs type thing whereas the one in the fallen city and as you're staring at this one and because you have now um used magic quite a lot you've, you've become quite familiar with the fallen city magic which is this kind of like cobbled together corrupted imitation-y type thing you think that probably some kind of jackal got into the fallen city and got corrupted into whatever appeared in rusa but was not a true kind of jackal like the one that you saw under tembrin i mean do we know that the ones under tembrin were the true jackals do maybe they got messed up by the nightmare lake i mean you don't know but it, yeah. was, it was different it was much cruder it was it was much more rudimentary this one again looks similar in the way that it doesn't look as well formed as kind of um as much as like a, a what's the word um organic creature as the one under timber this one is almost kind of like an oil slick there's bits that are kind of like dripping off of it it's kind of got these little like arm type things but they don't seem to have been grown in quite correct and as you're looking at it it's actually taken on quite a lot of the imagery of Cororolon around him so like this this mask is like this upside down big shining grin of like this golden <laughs> sun type thing and it's kind of got this mother of pearl like you know when you see on like an oil spill that kind of sickening sheen ah. to it that would be reminiscent of the gilt and the gold and everything so it's like a really messed up version of that is this what it looks like in soul world yes soul dimension. you couldn't see it at all in the real world and as you were looking around there didn't seem to be anything really happening in the sanatorium but in the spirit huh. world it is devouring spirits it is like chomping into ghosts and it has turned its kind of mask face to you and it has begun to charge is there any like i guess i probably wouldn't see it at a glance but is there any like indication that it's like incorporating the souls it's eaten in some way or is it just like using them as material that's a good question. You should maybe roll a dice. Well, <laughs> I can roll a dice for that. I think. I think. I, guess. I, I like to have the. I dice don't know what rolls, that would mean. Yeah, I like to have the dice rolls be like an action. This is more of a, yeah. a thinking thing. I I think that you have enough time to look at it, to see it devour one of these ghosts, these spirits, and it kind of grows a bit. It doesn't seem to necessarily take on the shape of that particular spirit, but you do see like one of its like little kind of hand arm things kind of get longer and a bit more stable on the water because it's also moving on top of water it doesn't seem to be going like into the water but in the spirit world the water's a little bit kind of a little bit different here so it's using them mainly for power you think rather than taking on quick who they are clarification yes it's just nomming ghosts not it's just living... nomming ghosts okay and nobody is sufficiently spiritually sensitive in the entirety of the temple to be aware of this, except Taro. And there are a lot of ghosts in the temple. I guess you get used to <laughs> them, right? Nobody's feeling a disturbance in the force. I mean, <laughs> you're not inside. You're outside. The crowds are moving as normal. Um, although I, I don't think you can actually see the crowds at this point because you're just looking at, at like, the spirit world. Well, I'm sure if it does sufficiently magical things... Like, they got the guards with the magic helmet things. Like, they might notice. 
Yeah. Feel free to leave it. See how far, see how bad it gets before someone else notices. <laughs> Except you can't, because it is now charging at you. Huh. So it's it's charging at my thing, and I'm in the spirit world thingy, so I probably can't, like, just jump out of the way. Why not? You can certainly try. But I don't want my body to get eaten. Oh, but it's not doing anything to bodies, so I'd Unless be good. Unless you get, like, right. Rupert did. It's not doing anything to the other bodies, but it is coming for you. It's interesting. I said Ruperted and I should have said Fuxed. <laughs> yeah, you should have. Yeah. That would have been better. It's much better and it was Fuxed. right there. That's hard to say, though. All right, I'm going to just, like, dive to one side. Okay. Let's go. I'm going to go with... This sounds like a... Nimble. Sounds like Nimble to me. Yep. Uh, so I have two in Nimble. I guess this is not really a skilled action, so it doesn't make sense to, like, add something. It's not like a practice roll or anything. This is just, like... Hitting the dirt. Yep. Let's go. You're pretty good at hitting the dirt. This is this is a go-to move for you, so you're certainly not <laughs> taking any negatives. So I'll, I'll go two for my nimble. I think this particular... Now I know it's a cowardly action, and that's unkind. <laughs> action of self-preserverance is one that Tara has yeah, indulged which in. Which is not cowardly. I'm simply preserving myself to do something non-cowardly. Yeah, right? I think any you can time. add an extra one onto that. I think I think okay. running for cover is something Taro is quite adept in, so I think you can have Let's a three go. on this. I'm glad I've I've had this precedent, yeah. so I can now exploit it later on. Anyway, it's time <laughs> yes. to roll. If you mispronounce things, do you want us to tell you? Oh gosh, perseverance? which one? Perseverance? What? Oh. Self uh, preservation. Preservation. What did I say? Perseverance. Uh, oh. Perseverance is. There's, yeah, I don't know how you say that. It's a 19 for me. Ooh, oh, it's a nice success. Yeah, so you very uh, nimbly, full of full of nimble, leap out the way <laughs> and in a, very, in a very kind of like Ghibli-esque motion, it kind of like skitters halfway up one wall because it goes shooting over like the top of your head. You are able to move in this space with, with quite a lot of ease. You've been in here plenty of times before. Um, it's kind of, as it moves past you, it's it's almost kind of drunken in its movements. There's a lot, you can see that it is trying to calibrate and think about every move. You get the feeling that this creature is kind of the equivalent of like a newborn, like a toddler type thing. It does not have full control over its limbs yet. And so its movements are kind of odd and, and not full of... Um, confidence and grace so it goes skittering halfway up one wall it like turns Fantastic. around in the entrance and it it's gonna come like straight at you again Nat's not gonna be much use because Nat's I not can't got... see it Nat can't sense magic so Nat won't know where it is yep. or anything you do see Taro just suddenly like dive out of the way uh, I think maybe under like half under one of like the little tables that are like the greeting like tables and people are going what in the heck but people in general they don't seem to think anything weird is happening here tara what's wrong uh soul thing monster scary bad <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna stab it one okay. sec okay what are you stabbing it with please i want to poke it with a bobby pin okay a hat pin okay and i'm gonna leave a hat Ooh. pin in i've got a scheme okay all right okay make me that roll what are you what are you rolling to stab <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna really relax it. This is another yeah. nimble, I think. <laughs> yeah, chill I think it nimble. The fuck out. <laughs> so I get my two. Do I get any bonus to what stab? What do you think? How, how much stabbing has Taro done? Not Taro's much. Taro's done a little bit of stabbing. Yeah. Um, I I don't think you get anything extra for this, but I think you just 
you, you still get your plus two. Cool. Sounds good. Here we go. Mm, that's a nine. So I think that's mixed. That's a mixed success. Yeah. Okay. So I think what happens is you take this hat pin and as you are wielding it, you are very aware that it is magical, but as you kind of like bring it into its body, I'm going to say that you also like you get out the way again. Um, it kind of goes like skittering around. You get the hat pin, in, hat pin in and it goes in, but you don't think it's done any damage. This creature does not seem to be really affected by this particular item. You feel like they're not kind of operating on the same plane and it's not really done anything, but you have managed to make it stick. So the hat pin nice. is in, but it hasn't done any damage to it. Mission accomplished. Nat, look at that fucking, look at it, check it. It's floating, oh, see? yeah, okay, yeah, I love that, yeah. There awesome. is now a, a, like a little half-leg size hat pin with a little, I think a little like uh -huh. green, um, <laughs> like a like a colored glass really it's like for like there's foil in the in the thing that holds the gem it's not an actual emerald um that is now going wildly through the basement of the sanatorium tarot that's what that's fantastic uh, wow um no 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 that's the soul thing the monster the bad oh, thing oh. from the from the cave <laughs> but this time it's soul invisible it's eating dead things do a magic <laughs> Uh, I don't say this very often, Nat, but do a magic. Okay, I'm going to shoot an Eldritch Blast at it. I should love it. Middle middle of the sanatorium, it's like half eight, nine at night. We're just, we're unleashing. Go for I it, mean, please. Make me... What else yeah. am I going to... I what mean, else are you going to no do? No time to fuck around, is it? To set my sword on fire, fly, mm. and go <laughs> and try and chop it to pieces. Yeah, okay. <laughs> well, I think okay. Eldritch Blast, for now, is mm -hmm. going to be the... Uh, I think that's approach. the way to go. Yep. Now, what are you what are you adding on for your Eldritch Blast? What are you rolling for it? Okay, so I've got plus two, and that's good at Eldritch mm -hmm. Blast. I think magic we don't really have as part of the, like, stat thing, unless it's particularly... Like, when I'm doing ritual stuff, I do it kind yeah. of booksy. But otherwise, the magic... Like, that's the point of the plus two, minus two thing. So... Yeah. Now, I will say that you are currently disconnected from oh. feeling your magic, and I think that's going to have an effect. So I think that instead of a plus two, you're just going to get a plus one. Okay. Um, and I'm saying that because you are incredibly yeah, skilled at your Eldritch Blast. But there's now going to be like, it's more like an aiming issue because you're not entirely sure where it's oh, going to like start and, and you know, end. So it's just a, a, a plus one to the roll. I did give all three of you, don't forget, I did give all three of you inspiration at the end of the last session because you all rolled that once, which was just <laughs> yeah. deeply incredible. So you do have that. We did deserve you that. You did. <laughs> I think you did. Yeah, really fuck epic. yeah. Um, <laughs> I rolled a 13, which okay, is a mixed, a mixed success. success. Okay, yeah. So good news. Your Eldritch Blast connects with something in the air that is both kind of invisible and incorporeal until your magic hits it and you see your magic almost uh -huh. like purple flame kind of go over it and for a second you see the kind of like swell of part of its body you see this like kind of like little like foot arm clinging to one of the bits of rock kind of recoil back in in pain um you see the kind of hat pin glinting um and you have definitely hit it and you have definitely done a bit of damage to it uh, the entire sanatorium breaks out into screaming uh -huh. um, because a whole bunch of people have just seen you do uh, a huge amount of magic. And as you are kind of standing there in that second from one of the little side rooms, 
two guards who don't seem to have magic helmets on, but just two of the, the upper circle guards come rushing out, drawing swords, going straight for you. Quick question. So did you say, you said something about until it hits and then it becomes, you can see it? For a second, it's like as your magic connects, it becomes corporeal. But like when it doesn't, you you can see that it's kind of gone back into that plane and tarot. You ca- you see this magic hit it going over it, and because you are kind of inhabiting both worlds, you see for a minute that it's been kind of pulled into the the normal world before it kind of like pulls itself back out of that. Would you say the the visual effect is kind of like uh, if someone was on Google Meet and using a background? And part of their body just um, appeared and then disappeared yeah. as they moved their hand exactly. forward. It's, do you know what? It's You know when I like duck my head and I phase in and out? Yeah, it's exactly, yeah, there we go. it's exactly that. Yeah, it is the equivalent of me phasing in and out of my Zoom back. Not Zoom, my Google What you're saying background. is Astolfo lives in the soul dimension. <laughs> okay, I'm going to turn to these two guards running mm-hmm. at me. And I'm going to say, there's a giant magical eel that's invisible trying to kill people and I'm trying to save you all. If you don't believe that, and then I'm going to shoot an Eldritch Blast sort of at the floor in front of them. Okay. Feel free to continue trying to stop me. Okay. Fair. Very fair. Tara, what are you doing in this moment? I've had a great idea. Excellent. Oh, another one. Good. Excellent. We're on a roll. So, before, I've I've pushed people souls into soul dimension. Uh-huh. It only makes sense that I could do the opposite. Okay. Uh-huh. All right. Only makes sense. So what if I pull the squid monster into the real world? <laughs> okay. Yeah. And then no food supply because all the souls aren't in the real world. What's it gonna eat? What's it gonna eat? Let's find out. Give it a tug. Let's go. I think this is just like it's rumbling around because it doesn't know what to do. Yeah. I'm gonna grab its tail, which I assume it has a sure. tail. Sure. I'm gonna yank it. Great. It's all tail. It's an eel. <laughs> yeah. Yank fluffy tail. Let's go. Great. Make me a roll. What are you rolling for this? I think this is guile. Okay. Because it's not a physical action, Mm-mm. really. <laughs> it's, it's you know, it's instinctual. It's it's yeah, primal. I'm just, you see the I'm eel, you grab the eel, you drag I'm it from the ghost feel, dimension to the real world. I'm going to feel the eel with my soul. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What do you normally add for guile? Two. For two. I, y- yes. I think I think that's fine because it's been hurt, so I'm not going to deduct anything. You've pushed before. I feel like pool is a natural. Um, okay. <laughs> All right. Shut up. I feel like that's the next step in this. So like, yeah, plus two. Make me that roll. Let's go. It's a thirteen. Okay, oh. mix success. I was Excellent. not expecting to be this delighted at this stage of this episode after <laughs> the last one. I know. It's going great. It's, We're getting everything we wanted. You're doing fantastic. So as this this creature goes kind of, again, as you said, rumbling, skittering past you, I'm very much in my mind envisioning if you've ever seen Spirited Away when yes. um, No Face has eaten all of the food and is like crashing around the bathhouse. That is exactly what my Barfing mind is Barfing everywhere. Like. Well, without the bathing, yeah. but just the devouring of souls and... and you know, the innocent. Oh, only that bit. Only that bit. Um, but you grab this part of it and there is this really like weird, cold sensation. And as you hold on to it, um, you actually feel this kind of transference of your 
it's pretty much like your life force, your uh-huh. like energy, your magic into this creature. And as you grab a hold of it, you kind of realize that this creature, as its very nature, devours that kind of energy and and life force. And as it is eating these spirits currently, which are these kind of remnants, these leftovers of that mix of life and magic and and everything, that is what it is currently getting its power from and it and it leeches a little bit of that from you so you're going to take a bunch of stamina from this from this action cool. i think you're going to take i think you're going to take like four stamina that seems that. reasonable i did just touch the bad thing with my hands you did you, you grabbed the whole back end of the bad thing so i would take a harm here and a minus one modifier yes ongoing yeah what are you going to take the harm to oh i feel like this has got to be guile okay so it's like, and is that kind of like your connection to this? Um, yeah, this world? I think it's that instinctive connection gets fuzzy. Okay, cool. So you drag it through, and as you do, I think I think in this action you also kind of pull yourself out of this spirit world with it, and so you both kind of go tumbling back. And I think at this point, also just for kind of dramatic cinematic reasons um you are both now kind of like in the middle of this sanatorium which is what i'm imagining is quite a, a shallow pool so like knee level kind of warm water type thing that people have cleared because now there is magic and things going on and you suddenly appear holding the back end of this giant oil slick like eel which is about 30 feet long hold on one second has the upside down kind of tarnished face remnant of Korororon, whatever we said his name was, covered in bits of this gold and gilt, and you are wrenching it out of the very ether as it turns to you and lets out this kind of inhuman, sort of un- otherworldly shriek. A pants are shitted. Excuse me? <laughs> By the people around. Oh. They are. They lose their goddamn minds. Uh, may I suggest that amongst the people scrambling out of the pool of shallow water, there is one guy who looks a little bit like Stan Lee, who seems completely oblivious. <laughs> of course, as always. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I'm going to um, see this, turn back to the, car- the guards and say, see, told you so. Now, I'm going to kill that. If one of you could like tell the higher ups, I'm actually helping the city. That'd be great, thanks. And I'm going to run over. (laughs) And what I want to do is Mm -hmm. leap, flame sword, and drop down and stab through it. Okay, make me a roll. Yeah, I I think in this situation, the two guards who were initially gearing up to go, ha ha, no fucking way. Good night to you, madame. Uh, Do see this uh, tiefling appear well not appear because he's already been there but see this tiefling managed to pull from the very air a gigantic terrifying creature and they do the only sensible thing uh, for people who are not being paid nearly enough to deal with that where they turn tail and they fucking leg it I want you to witness this oh fuck's sake witness <laughs> 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 me uh, right so I'm gonna I think I'm gonna do swall mm-hmm. and I'm good at sword fighting you're very good at two. stabbing with your flaming sword mm. So I think that's a plus three. I don't think there's a nerf here. Taro is still technically kind of holding it, so, you know. It's a 21. Got it in a pen. Got it in a chokehold. <laughs> well, <laughs> you got its butt. You're holding its, you're holding its tail. Choking its butt out. <laughs> Great. Good. Excellent. Yeah, so that is a success. So you come, you bring your flaming sword down into it, and because it is 
because it is like corporeal in this moment at least as long as Taro is holding on to it and has wrenched it like through here um, your sword goes straight into it I think you kind of carve off this like huge chunk of imagining that kind of anime moment where it's reared up you bring the sword down and like there's that still freeze frame moment before like half of it kind of like slides off its other half um, yeah. by its very nature and you you felt this while fighting with the jackal in the temple of Rusa. It is not a creature in the sense that if you cut a part of it off, it immediately dies. <laughs> this is not a creature that lives by those types of rules. But you have done it great harm, and you see some of like these, the, the mask begins to fracture, and some of like the arms almost like they pull back into the body, and the bit that collapses into this oily slick immediately turns the water this kind of black same as the nightmare lake this kind of black cold suddenly the warm water goes freezing around you as it hits it um, and what is left kind of shrinks into itself it almost seems to like gather its power into this smaller space um, and turns back to you i think you probably cut it down to about 10 15 foot now seems much more manageable turns to the both of you furious with the black water and the and the, the freezing uh, I think it's very evil. Oh, yay! Gary, what are you doing now, Tara? You're still holding on to it. I'm just going to hold it. I'm going to continue um, carving it up. Okay, I think if you continue to hold, then you you can make. I think I'll let you make a roll to try and resist stamina damage because you are now like you're you're in a fight to keep it in this world basically because it's going to try yeah, and like, pull back into that safer that's that safe space of the land of the dead um <laughs> so i would if you could make me a roll for that please to keep it here oh there this is like this is like you're at your office and uh-huh. like a raccoon or breaks uh-huh. in yep. and you're like what the fuck is this raccoon doing in my office mm-hmm. uh-huh. and so you grab the raccoon and you pull it out of your office and it's like I want to get back in the office and you're like no <laughs> raccoon and you, you hold the raccoon and the raccoon scratches uh, that's what yeah. I always love about Ed is relatable relatable metaphors it's, yeah yes. absolutely raccoon's big problem in the UK yeah. yep. I, I've never met a raccoon nope. but I'd love to no I've you wouldn't on, online uh, what am I? I'm rolling, rolling something. I saw a raccoon put cotton candy in water, and I was so upset oh, it was for it that I've never no. forgotten. I know. Don't even so... remind me. We have, we have badges. badges. Yes, yes, we have badges. <laughs> make make a roll, Ed. Save us <laughs> from this country life. I'm rolling guile, I think. Um, the archers have started up. Let us off. I have a one now because of my minus I took from being hurt too much. I think that's fair. Yeah. Okay. Oh, this one's a four, so this, mm. is, this is looking good. This is a failure. Okay. So. Drain me. <laughs> <laughs> Drain me, eel. <laughs> it's, it's Monday night, it's not Saturday. Okay. Woo. Okay. I'm going to get my shit sucked by an eel. Okay, wowie. That's the energy. It is the day after Valentine's Day, after all, I suppose. <laughs> Lucky us. So, um, yeah, I think you take another point of stamina. Just one more point of stamina damage for that. Oh, okay. So, uh, apply that as you will. Um, but you, you lose you, you lose your slippery grip on the slippery eel, and it sloop back no! into, the, um, into the afterlife. But Into the eel, sir. In, yes, but you are both very like you're both very magically attuned at this point, and actually, as you feel it kind of like pull back into this the ghost realm, you actually both for that moment because you are, I mean, like half 
holding on to it still as it kind of like gets out of your grasp and, and you who are like again super close proximity you've just got your sword into it you feel that it moves much more deliberately much more kind of with a conscious input thought away like it is it is now starting to run away from you who have hurt it i do like it when you say you who you who you who you can i feel magic hmm. you're disconnected from your own magic okay but I think you, you get that little remnant feeling of this one moving away. Tara, I can't see it. Is it dead? No, I think it's running away. You know what? Hat pin is still in it. And we must respect the fact that the hat pin is still in it because that was clutch as hell. Fucking good. So you do actually see in this moment the, the bobbing of the hat pin through the air as it moves into the actual medical part of the sanatorium, into the hospital part and away from like the open healing watery bit. Oh, no, it's not dead. It's, it's over there. I can see the hat pin. Oh god, I bet there's more souls in there, Jesus. Who's Jesus? <laughs> <laughs> yep. I think he lives he's the carpenter who lives down the road. Oh, nice oh yeah, Jeremy. Next door to Jeremy Coble. Yeah. 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 Jeremy Coble and Jesus are great pals. Uh I I rode into the sanatorium. Okay, into the, the hospital y part. Tara, are you following? Yeah, I'm coming, I'm coming. Okay. Uh so the this part is much more quiet it's much more subdued this is this is the house of healing but there are still like nurses and doctors um kind of peering around corners in fright they've heard all of the commotion they've probably seen a bit of the magic and as you two come running down the corridor after this hat pin that's sort of <laughs> scrabbling ahead um they they are diving out of your way but they are also trying clearly to like barricade rooms to patients you see in fact and as you're running past you do see several kind of you know very brave medical staff kind of putting themselves in doorways looking ready to like try and fight you off if they think that you're going for their patients and things um but you're not you're just running past them after the happen um and after a, a i mean a, a 30 seconds of chase you end up in this what looks like a lecture hall and i'm imagining one of those old kind of you know how like the 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 old lecture halls in really old universities with the kind of stage <laughs> tiered seats with the pews yeah, kind of thing exactly in like the operating theaters where they watch yeah, exactly yeah. like that that is exactly it uh, yeah and it's this is empty there's clearly not any learning operating dissection happening here the seats are empty um except for in the the kind of top corner as you burst in and you see this hat pin kind of go running like up the stairs there is this kind of middle-aged um furbolg who is taking notes he's he's clearly there doing some late night studying and you see this hat pin crash into him and he like goes flying back against the wall for a uh -oh. moment and like his eyes roll back and there is this moment where they turn the same like inky blackness huh. and then he blinks back to himself uh, that's concerning i hope it's fine you, though don't leave this room um, <laughs> is, is the hat pin still around the hat pin is now like like in his lapel oh oh we gotta get that hat pin back Nam's gonna be furious i don't suppose you can sense the thing anymore taro i can sense things let me let me just have a quick look a quick quick little glimpse what are you rolling I do guile for these. I have my one on guile. I feel like doing a quick little glimpse is within my wheelhouse. So I think I now. think a plus one. You're not going to take any um, minuses beyond your stamina. I once. think Ed's so angling here for. I'm angling for a plus one on top oh, of my no, one. I was thinking I don't even need to roll for this because this is something I do all the time. 
I don't know if I do it all the okay. time. Also, I'm quite yeah. tired I now. I think because you've taken harm in this very specific area, um, and you previously bungled it, so you bungled your last attempt to, like, seek it through the spirit world, I'm going to give you your plus one. Um, but So you're okay. not taking any minuses other than your tiredness. So normally it would be, like, Sounds a plus good. three, but because of your exhaustion, it's now plus one. Okay. That's a 14 Ooh, for me. That's success. So, very nice. So, Ooh. as you kind of... This time you manage to just kind of, like, shift your vision. You don't enter that space. You don't kind of get bamfed or stuck there for a second. You just kind of manage to, to tweak your vision into this. Um, that creature is now furball-shaped. Uh -huh, and yep. is very much in possession of the living, breathing body ahead of you and as you are both looking at it it looks straight back at you and it reaches out and it punches a hole through the wall of this auditorium and it leaps out and like quite a drop you think for that furball it's at least from his height like a 15 foot drop down onto the ground and you hear like a thump but then you hear like a scrabble uh, I'm, I'm running sound i'm running after okay, it yep. Yeah. Maybe its legs will be broken. We might be good. This is better in some ways. We can only I think assume it will make so. it run on broken legs. Well, still, it'll be running slower. <laughs> um, I dive out the same window, cast fly okay. on myself. Yep. Yes. Okay, what are you rolling for fly? Now, how much magic are you using on this day? So, I know I've used magic on this day. I think mm -hmm. this will probably cost me a stamina. I think so. I think we're getting into the, the realms of we're using a bunch because of magic. I was down to like three or something, and then I took the Neri potion, and now I'm back yes. up to yes. ten. Which yes. so, pissed you entirely. Yeah. Well, yes. And now we're using those those stores that yeah. we replenished. So, so I'm yeah, pretty sure I this will cost fair. me, what, one stamina, two stamina? I think one. I think Fly is, is in this case, not a difficult spell to cast, and it's not on anyone else but you. But I've still dropped to nine, so I'm going to take harm... What am I going to take harm to? I think I'm very, like, exhausted from a lot of this mm -hmm. day. So I think probably Swole makes the most sense. Like, my okay, body yeah. is tired from using all this stamina. Yeah. Getting kind of patched up and then using the stamina again. Yeah, you have been on the fucking go all day. And <laughs> this day is refusing to end. You fly down after him. This Furbolg has has picked himself up and, and he's running. And you notice that he is running the direct line that the magic takes to flow into Hopewell. He is running directly over like that line, as if that is what is guiding his movements. Okay. Are there people around him? Around him, no, but there are people around. People are kind of going, what the fuck? As he like runs by. Okay, I'm going to Pharmaturgy, shout back away from the Furbolg <laughs> to a, like a, a massive amplification. Cool. And then I'm going to start shooting Eldritch Bolts at him. Okay, there is you're blasting. There is pandemonium happening right now. The sanatorium, the temple, the hospital. This whole really popular area of Hopewell is now just losing it because there is this person who is flying around, dragged out a monster for like a couple of seconds, and they there is no sense of what is happening here. People are running, they're like stampeding. You can see it because you're flying as well. How far up off the ground are you? Maybe like 20 foot. Yeah, so you can start seeing like guards are coming running towards the sanatorium from both like the, the upper, the nicer parts of Hopewell and also just from like other stations within Hopewell. So this is getting busy. Tara, what are you doing in this moment? 
I guess I'm going to run up to the hole in the wall and look out. Yep. And then look down and be like, yeah, I'm not jumping out of that. I will watch <laughs> and see what happens. Great. Narium. Yes. At this moment, you are curled up mm-hmm. on your bed. Mm-hmm. Having a cry. Pillow's real snotty. Nice. Excellent. <laughs> okay. That's a communal pillow. Not anymore, it's not. <laughs> are you doing anything else in this moment? I am feeling utterly wretched and thinking about how everybody that I have ever met has been damaged by their connection to me in some way. Good, good late pandemic thoughts. Great. You are. Yeah, I'm sitting there. I'm going, Melvin (laughs) is possibly dead. Certainly has bankrupted everybody that, you know, used to be here. Peleth is in jail. I managed to kill the only people who could testify to prove her innocence. And, you know, I even did it on purpose. Um, I gave Prue's issues to Nat and to Findex and to uh, Taro. I, I could not even save my mother. I have never been a good friend to anyone in my life. And I am going to cry until I am exhausted. Excellent. I intend to fall asleep in this hysterical crying fit. Okay. You do. We've all been there. Sleep eventually mm-hmm. does come. It, it eventually. happens. Eventually. <laughs> and I think that as you kind of... You you feel your feelings. You get a lot of the tears and snot that one needs to get out. You get it mm-hmm. out. And as you kind of drift into sleep... the the transition from awake and going through your memories and your your thoughts and your feelings to this kind of dreamlike doze it's very hard to tell when one begins and the other ends but as you are kind of putting your hands into this um almost like a rose bed as you are kind of pulling out little weeds and stuff you kind of realize oh okay well now i'm in a dream and you're in this this <laughs> garden that is reminiscent of um one of Falutin's gardens, but but a little bit different. It's got the same kind Oof. of layout, but the plants are nicer and they're more kind Oof. of fantastical as, as you are Okay, doing a little bit of gardening. Once I realise that it's a dream, presumably I re- remember how miserable I am and I just sort of stick my hands in the dirt and think, I might as well do this and I just smear mud on my face. Okay. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> One of those yeah. days, yeah, eh? really, really truly. Yep. And I think as you like, yeah. Yep. And as like you pull your fingers like all the way down off your chin, and like you feel the nice, the nice, cool, soothing mud. Actually, yeah. you know, like Smeary. A, yeah. But like you know, you've been crying, your face gets all hot and kind of like you yeah. know, like <laughs> That's itchy. True. That's true. Like, like the mud's mask. nice. It's nice. Um, <laughs> and as you kind of, as you blink, opposite you are two figures, and you have <laughs> seen them before once. Um, but not for quite a long time. And they are both in the shape of kind of halfling shape, kind of, almost like you, but but not quite similar. Like they're almost like copying your proportions, but but not entirely. And and one is almost covered in like lush foliage, so green leaves and little flowers, like a like a summer meadow kind of come to life. And the other is all like bracken and gorse and thorns and and sort of dried like twigs. Um, and they are both almost kind of mimicking your gardening actions. They, they don't smear the mud on their faces, but they are kind of also gardening. And the one that is the bracken and the gorse is much more tangible than the one that is the lush kind of fields. But they are still both both present. So am I a cat? Is that, is, is that what you say to them? No, I'm asking you. 
Do I have paws? Are you? You're in a dream. It's up to you, I think. I don't think I would be in a dream. Yeah, no. Because I've only just turned into a cat and I don't think my brain's caught up with that particular trauma yet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'd forgotten about the cat Yeah, thing. no, I'm a fucking, I'm a real ugly cat right now. Miriam gets to be the cat girl of everyone's dreams. Everybody of, wants to of be everyone's a cat. nightmares. A cat's the only cat who knows where it's at. Great song. Everybody's picking up on that feline. Beat. Yes. Such a good song. DMCA. Yeah, I can only I can only use Anyway, six sorry, yes, true, sorry. good point. Um I look up at both of them and I put my hands back in the dirt and I say, Help me with which bit? There's a <laughs> lot going on. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. The purple stuff. Please. Mm. Do you know how you get rid of a rotten plant? In a bed. You cut it out. You burn it out. You cut it out. You get the roots out. And sometimes you take the ones around it as well to make sure it doesn't spread. I hold out my hands to them and say, yes, please. It's not that simple. We tried it before, all of us, and, well, it's all a garden. It's all things that grow and things that wither, things that make it and things that don't. And when we took over, all of us, all eight of us, when we took over, there was too much. It was wild. It was not a garden. It was... There was a mess. It was chaos. And so we tried to control that best we could. Something that was beautiful and organic but just too much and we try to cut it back and as they say that as you're kind of like looking at the the flowers and the mud they they almost seem to like shift and turn into like a moving image almost like if you you know those um magic eye tricks where you have to cross your eyes and uncross them and like a, a 3d picture comes out of all the colors and the patterns it's almost like that in theory in theory i can uh, yeah i can do it um but it's, it's like this 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 shape this pattern begins to appear from this myriad of flowers and you see taro and nat pulling this jackal like thing out of the air in the sanatorium you see them cutting down this creature you see the one in the temple of ruta you see the one under um under Tembrin, and they say pest control is what we try to do if you think of an overabundance of wild and chaotic magic as the pests and creatures that would control that as the control but unfortunately as all things are it changed and we changed and they changed and now it's the other way and as you kind of glance up this this garden that was full and lush is now barren and all the flowers are kind of withering and they say they took too much and we have too little now to really end them so the good news is what you have the purple drop as you called it is incredibly powerful. I mean, that's the sort of thing that can start a cycle again. But it's also what our pest control 
would like to devour. So, easy answer. Go off for yourself, and they will take every last drop of what you have. But you won't survive it. And they'll get stronger? For a time, they'll weaken again when there's nothing to eat. It's why, on the world you're currently on, there aren't that many. They already took so much. Wait, so... The answer to me getting rid of this because it hurts people is to give it to the people who hurt, to the thing that hurts people, and let it just hurt everyone until it starts again. That is a fucking geological timescale perspective you are taking there. Unfortunately, we don't quite think in the uh, here and now. And as we said, that's the easy way. What's the hard way? Using it, growing it. Changing it yourself. But I don't want it! Cast it into the fires of Mount Doom. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Are we just glossing over the fact they made the jackals? I mean, I know that. Well, they separated shit out until the jackals appeared, is what I'm assuming. Also, I gotta admit, Nerium is not totally focused on the... large and exciting lore dump. She's like, no, no, fix me, bitch. (laughs) Also, is that why there aren't souls everywhere? Because they ate lots of them, and that's why there aren't just souls all the time, all over the place? I don't like that. Uh, I'm looking at them going, can I master it? Oh, yeah. No, can I Can I master it and still be anything that I would recognise as myself? No. But are you anything that you would recognise as yourself ten years ago? That is cheating, and I don't like it. (laughs) Twenty years ago, you are not the same now as you were at the beginning of this dream. You will be different when you wake. That's all part of growing. So you cut them off to make them. You, You cut the wild bits out, and then the wild bits grew on their own and got out of control. More like we created something to bring balance and tipped the scales too heavily. You may have noticed that's a speciality of ours. <laughs> yeah, you put you put rabbits in Australia, didn't you? Um, invasive species where perhaps invasive species they should never fucking have been. hate that shit. Really hate that shit. You know, the thing that we've always found the funniest is this belief. <laughs> oh, of please do per- tell. I could do with a giggle. They both kind of like laugh as you say that, and they say <laughs> this belief of omnipotence, all-knowing, all-seeing, nothing appears fully formed. Everything has to grow. And so did we. We have made mistakes. We will continue to make mistakes. And as we wither, others will come along and make mistakes too. But you will also do wonderful, glorious things, as we have done. Right, okay. Cool. Great. Can't honestly say that punchline landed. So you know a bit about them, and you know a bit about magic that grows and changes. If I can't get rid of this the easy way, and actually, I can't do that. It's not a thing I can do. Can you help me learn how to bring it under my control a bit more? Yes. What kind of timescales are we talking about here? 
all interactions with any of you on this level are beyond exhausting for us. <laughs> Not in an emotional sense, in a... <laughs> yeah, I can relate. <laughs> they kind of laugh again. Uh, in a sense that it takes an enormous amount of our power, which does not regrow as it once did. See, that fascinates me because you are so deliberately fucking obtuse every time I speak to you. You'd think that if it took all that energy, you'd be a little bit more to the point. Would it kill you to give me something like a number? How long is this likely to take? Which bit? Learning to control the purple drop. Oh, it depends so heavily on your endurance, your will, your own inner strength, and, of course, your ability to grow faster than it consumes you. Realistically, if we were to split it into low, mid, and high growth rates of likeliness, on the low end, in your term, 50 years, perhaps 100 a middling one, perhaps 10, 20. And if it was what you really dedicated and applied yourself to, a couple. See, that's actually helpful. Thank you. Out of interest, are you two supposed to be, like, balancing and opposing forces of directions that I could take and you don't actually influence which direction I go in? You're just sort of there watching and responding. Yes, we are directly linked to you. We fed you, watered you, so to speak, with our mm. power. That is where your magic has sprung from. We opened that channel within you. And we are two sides of the same coin. And whichever one you go with is your choice. You always will be drawing from both of us in some sense. But one of mm. us will live on a little stronger. I do sometimes slightly feel that, you know, you are driving me slightly further towards Mr. Spikey over there because just just that being really frustrating. <laughs> they both laugh again. Then the, Right, okay. The jackal that is currently... Is that happening now, what you just showed me with tarot and... Yes. Yeah, okay, cool. Thought so. It's got... It was summoned... What's the connection between the purple and the jackals? It just wants to eat me. Because it looked like the purple was summoning them. It is linked in the sense that in order to bring them to every part of this universe, we had to make them, in your terms, very small, very light, able to move great distances without harming spores. Think of them like mold spores, which we put out into every <laughs> single part of the universe. And how did you think this was a good idea? It was all meant to be... You are shit gardeners. Terrible gardeners and worse gods. Yeah. We're hoping we have not made the same mistake with you as the ones who chose us. Oh, I'm going just dandy, ain't I, though? They kind of laugh again and they go, that is the cycle of things. So we made them able to move and they coagulated around sources of great power, naturally drawn to them to very, very 
magical sources. And the purple drops, as you call them, or rather as they were called on Kion, I believe you call it, are some of the most concentrated magic in the whole universe. And to them, cool. that is a feast they could not deny. And when you move in this world, you won't like this. And they both kind of like laugh a little bit at that, which is not particularly kind, but they both kind of give a laugh and they say, you are infested with those spores. And when you use it, they feast a little more. And unfortunately, when you tapped into it earlier, you released a burst of that pure magic that they devoured. The thing is, if I use the magic, I'm feeding them. So how can I use it to combat them? You could change it. I have to change the magic. It would be a start. It would still be powerful. They'd still want to eat it. Yes. I have to I have to unsporify it. I have to contain it. Or turn it from a fuel to a poison. <laughs> oh my god, I'm a poison ivy origin story. Right, is that... I, God, is that what you recommend? Why the fuck would I take advice from you guys? <laughs> I'm going to talk to my mates about this. Um, okay. I don't feel able to go out there and help them with this. I hope they... If they don't survive, then uh, fuck it. I'm going to feed myself to a jackal and the whole world can burn. <laughs> they are much stronger than one newborn jackal. They'll be fine. I think they are. Yeah. Yeah. Do you guys have names? No. Would you like to give us names? No, I'd like to hear what you call yourselves. They kind of look to each other and they kind of... They're clearly having some sort of like little conversation silently between them. Um, and the one that is like the lush meadow um, turns to you and kind of gives another little shrug and goes, Vitality, I suppose, to bring me to a concept. And the other mm -hmm. um, kind of gives the same little shrug and goes, perhaps pestilence. 